every Monday at 8 p.m. with Kirsty on your number one Christian radio in Scotland. Heart Song Live. Heart Song Live. another uncut show with Kirsty. Today we have Jessica in the studio. Jessica, do you want to say hi? Hello, hello, hello everyone. Not to be mistaken by yeah. the other Jessica that was here. Hi Jess, shout out to you. Love you. <laughs> so this is Jessica Randall and yes. today we're going to be talking about 
Relationships. So relationships is a very, very broad topic. Yeah. We're going to try and narrow it down mm-hmm. to relationships with family, friends, romantic relationships. Yes. But first we want to know who is Jessica Randall? Oh, that is a big question. Okay, who is Jessica Randall? So I am from the Cayman Islands. Um, I think a lot of people are wondering her accent is a little bit smooth. Yes, it is. Uh, Cayman Islands is where I'm from, but I live in Scotland now. Um, and I, uh, Kirsty and I go to the same church, actually. Yeah. And so we've had many discussions around relationships, um, both with friends, family, and romantic so today is going to be an interesting talk very interesting so how long have you been in scotland for jessica i have been here for let's see my math is terrible 2015 wow and what made you want to come from the most amazing tropical hot weather (laughs) to this pouring rain okay wait wait for it so i actually moved from london so Mm. i think it's an improvement for moving from london but i actually used to live in london um before that i did university and i worked there and i'm in the events industry so i did what's called a fam trip where they put me up at the balmoral hotel right and so they showed me the best of the best Mm -hmm. basically and every holiday that i was booking i was coming back to edinburgh and i was like i might as well move here Mm -hmm. and then my holidays can be elsewhere but i usually take staycations because i really love edinburgh fun fact my great-grandfather is scottish really yeah wow he is wow. So, so you've got a bit of scottish it runs in, in my blood <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so what was it like for you growing up jessica in terms of relationships with your family and your friends ha 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 mom shout out to you if you're listening uh i'm about to spill some truth <laughs> Spill the tea. So I I actually live in the UK, I mean, in Scotland with no family. Most of my family, or practically all of my family, live back in the Cayman Islands, Jamaica, or Miami. So my mom and dad are from Jamaica. So I grew up in a Jamaican Christian household in the Cayman Islands. Um, so that was very interesting. Um, so I, was, I feel like I was born on the church pew. Mm-hmm. Um, So I grew up in the church, and so that influenced a lot of my upbringing. Um, There's a lot of things that I was not allowed to do. Rightly so. I didn't know at the time why they held such restriction on me, but I kind of see now in hindsight and perspective that a lot of that was to protect me. But it was a very interesting uh, childhood. And was it your family that held that restriction on you, or was it the church, or...? Uh, it was my family. Love you, mom, but you were overprotective. Ah, she's going to kill me. But no, my, my family um, was quite overprotective of me. And actually, the topic of relationships is quite um, apt because they only became protective of me when I became cute. Okay, so I was allowed to go. They used to send me out. They would give me tokens and send me to the arcade and I'd be sent to a party. But then all of a sudden, as soon as I became cute, um, I would ask if I could go somewhere. And they said no. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because we said so. And so um, they became quite protective of me because to be real, we had some bold boys calling my house phone. Wow. <laughs> These bold young boys would call my house phone and talk, try to talk to my dad. And so... Your dad? They, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I do remember one time my dad looked at him and said, do you know I have a gun license? <laughs> so, you know, 
shout out to that boy who got me grounded just because he approached my dad for, he was brave he was though. very brave yeah. he was very brave but um yeah so my parents were rightly so because truth be told i did not know the intentions of these young boys they're very bold and bright um but rightly so you know they tried to protect me as best they could from mm -hmm. a lot of that kind of stuff uh, it's not without its consequences and there are pros and cons to it so mm -hmm. we'll get more into all of that what my life looked like yeah and how about like growing up in like your school and high school and stuff like that did you face any challenges with trying to be like the cool kid or uh, you know what mm -hmm. i was pretty cool although i was one of those people where i flitted between all worlds i played in band i played yeah. flute but I equally was popular. So I would say to my friends, right, I'm this lunchtime halfway through. I'm like, right, I'm out. I'm going to band practice. I kind of always marched to the beat of my own drum. And I think most of that identity was kind of instilled in me from a young age to know who I was. Right. So nobody could look at me and tease me and call me anything. It's like, what? Well, I play the flute. Pfft, I'm going to band practice. Um, so, you know, it was very interesting. I kind of was in all worlds. I was very sporty as well. So I played netball and football and all kinds of stuff. But I have to say it was very hard being a Christian because I, I got saved as, at a young age of uh, 17. Mm -hmm. But um, growing up in the church, I had known everything. But it was very hard to kind of live both. I would actually say that I lived a double life true story and double i oh yeah oh, okay so do you feel like you had to change your identity yeah to gain approval from people i admitted i admitted that is what i did um i think so firstly the cayman islands is a christian island so everybody goes sunday school on a sunday so you know it's not like the uk but even that i don't think that i really talked about my christian anything at school um, but I also went to a Catholic school, so, you know, there was that. We went to Mass and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was an interesting, very interesting. Interesting. And <laughs> did you feel like your relationships at a young age had an impact on your mental health? Yes. Yes, okay. Homegirl actually went through some real issues. Mm -hmm. I went through some issues. I, I properly ticked that mental health box um, because, firstly... In a Caribbean family, which is quite similar to an African family, the values are quite mm -hmm. similar. So there was a pressure there. Like, I think my mom and dad thought I was going to find the cure for cancer. And <laughs> so that pressure was there. Like, I was, I was enrolled in everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. Every after-school activity you can think of, I was in it. Every after-school club, I was in it. Not because I wanted to be in it, but my parents put me told. in it. Oh, yeah, there was an <laughs> expectation. Um, and so there was that pressure to succeed, but I didn't actually have what you would call normal intera social interactions because I was never allowed to go anywhere. So my social interactions was limited to my brothers, um, who basically I was their rough and tumble, like, I was the goalpost that they would kick balls around. I was the person they would defend the basketball around. Or I was the person who would be sitting next to them while they're playing video games. You know so. what? That's boys for you. That That's boys. just boys. Yeah. 
So I would definitely say that there was a pressure there. Um, and I remember times when I was younger where my mental health really was affected. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't actually identify what was the, the issue mm-hmm. because it wasn't talked about. Mental health is not a thing that they talk about in Caribbean black households. Yeah, we talked a bit you about this need, last week. Listen, yeah. if you cry, they beat you for crying and then tell you stop crying. So... <laughs> It's changing slowly. It's changing. It's changing, you know. Um, But as I've gotten older, um, when I moved over to the UK, um, like I realized that there was something missing that was Mm -hmm. causing my mental health to go up and down. I had no foundation. Mm -hmm. I had no stability. Um, And, you know, it is literally Jesus who is my foundation and my stability. And he gives me sound mind. And with the absence of him, hot mess. No sound mind exactly, at all. Exactly. So what's an advice you would give to your younger self? Oh. In terms of knowing yourself and relationships and <laughs> give me choosing the book. right friends. That Matt, all of that is so key mm-hmm. and so important. So I had good friends. I had shout out to India, my best friend back in the Cayman Islands. I had a good, solid friend. Mm-hmm. Our families had the same value, so that was good. So in terms of that, I never actually felt pressure to do or be or say anything other than I was. I right. think a lot of the pressure came from myself or my misinterpretation of my family's pressures on me. Um, and as I got older, I had ba- I had the wrong friends. Like I had the absolute wrong crowd of friends that led me down. Honestly, I skirted with so many things that are not even, you know, yeah, we don't need to go there. But mm-hmm. I would actually say to my younger self to seek a relationship with Jesus, but an authentic one, mm-hmm. not one that pleases my parents. Because if mm-hmm. I'm, I, if I'm going to be very honest with you, and this is uncut, I think about 70% of why I got baptized was to get my parents off my back. Really? Yeah. So you, do you feel like you did it for them more than you yeah. did it for yourself? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I think I did it for them because what I had wasn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like my own convictions wasn't enough to sustain me into adulthood. And that is when I dipped and dropped and then you know what's right and you skirt down a path. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you think growing up you were dependent a lot on your parents' faith than discovering the faith for yourself? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I would say that, and do you know what? It wasn't even dependent on my parents' faith. Because I don't even think I needed to know I needed to depend on anything. Mm -hmm. It was more, I need to have a faith so that my mom and dad leave me alone. And because I grew up in the church, you don't know any difference. So you don't actually know the wolves that are waiting at the door outside. Mm -hmm. So you take all of that for granted. Um, You don't actually know half of the stuff you're being protected with. And you don't even know how green your grass is until you step outside. And, I like that, how yeah. green your grass is right? until you step outside Jessica Randall <laughs> with the quotes Honestly. right now. <laughs> so let's talk about dating. Yes. Okay, because I know you've been in a few relationships, you know, so you've had some experience of dating. <laughs> um, so let's just, first of all, talk about as a Christian, you know, we yeah. believe dating with a purpose. Yes. Leading, obviously, to marriage. Yes. 
And as a young adult, as a young adult, as a young woman, uh-huh. do you feel like it's the women that should be asking the men to go out on a date or they should be waiting for the guy to approach them before they can go on a date? Or what, what are your thoughts on that, Jessica? Okay, well, firstly, let me just put out there, Christy said, oh, you've dated people. Like, okay, so I am a renewed creature in Christ, guys. Amen. Um, I, as an adult, have been convicted of all of my sins. That being said, it's not a, there's not a long line behind me of flames of my past, guys. <laughs> but I have been in one or two um, relationships that were, I will use the term unbiblical because I, I would have classed myself a Christian and they were not. But even though I classed myself a Christian, I was not convicted of a lot of the stuff that I was doing. But with most people with COVID, I had a lot of time to myself. I had a lot of time to myself. I also came out of the back of a horrendous relationship. Um, and so, you know, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he found me and he changed me and he renewed me. So I'm putting that out there to anybody mm-hmm. who they feel like their life is going up in flames. Trust me, the Lord can absolutely renew. Take what is broken. If you think you're done, you're not done. You're not done. The Lord has so much more for you. But what I would say with that is, nah, the Bible says he who finds a good wife finds a good thing. Ladies, be found by this man. Be found. Don't go seeking. Be Mm. found. But I know it's hard being a single woman. You want to go look. You want to help the Lord do his job Mm. is what we want to do. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, like you said, it is hard being single and we all know God's timing is perfect, but it's hard when you're waiting for the guy and especially when you've been waiting a long, long time. So what's your advice to those young women who are waiting for their future husbands? Okay. So this one is something I have learned this year. I am myself going on a journey with the Lord um, and I'm a testimony in the making. So invite me on for part two and I can probably share you. I probably share some things with you later on. Uh, Hopefully there'll be my my man of God husband sitting next to me. (laughs) Yes, Lord, hear my prayer. (laughs) Um, But what I would say in that season of waiting is Firstly, your heart has to be pointed towards Jesus. Like there's no other way to manage that season. There's no other way to fulfill whatever purpose the Lord has for you if your heart isn't pointed on him. And I know a lot of people are like, what do you mean your heart is pointed on him? I mean, seek him with everything you've got. Like Jesus has to be enough for you because human beings will fail you. Your husband will disappoint you. He will do something that upsets you. And you always need to turn to Jesus for your comfort. Trust me, just because you get that husband does not mean life is going to be easy. And this husband might not be the one who fills up your well of hope when you're feeling down or fill up your encouragement. So while you're single, seek the Lord. And you know what? Singleness is a beautiful thing because I do not have no one else's clothes to wash. Mm. I don't have endless streams of laundry. Very I can true. barely keep up on my own laundry. But not only that, that is your opportunity to travel, 
to go on holidays to get to know yourself to get to know jesus like singleness is a great time it is a time that you don't get back once you are called into marriage by god and i personally believe marriage is a calling particularly if you know you want to live a fulfilled life and you want to dedicate your life to the lord and for him to use it well i intend on my marriage to be an assignment Mm -hmm. so i i got things to do while i'm single for the lord that's Amen. how I feel, though. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people might think differently. So please mm-hmm. um, let us know what you think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, being single is not easy. It's yeah. not easy. But it, like you said, it's a time to develop yourself, get to know yourself more. Mm-hmm. And you, to be honest, you're not going to get this time back. Once you're married, you're never going to be single again, by no. God's grace. <laughs> you don't want to be single again. So, yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. Now, for a lot of young girls, you know, they see a lot of guys and they're like, how do I know this is my husband? How do I know this is the one for me? How do I know is this the man of God? God has destined destined for my life. So what advice would you give for young girls who are questioning uh-huh. whether this is the right man for them? Well, here's a prayer that I would recommend everyone pray. And it's a tough one. But pray that the man who is your future husband loves Jesus more than anything. Because if he loves Jesus more than anything and he seeks after Jesus more than anything, when something goes wrong in your marriage, he's going to turn to Jesus. And of course, Jesus is the one who can help you fix those things. Um, So that is the first prayer I would pray. And then, you know, people by their fruits. So as you see people, you start to see, you know, what their life is like. Do they do they mirror Jesus in what they do in their actions? And I'm not saying that he is Jesus because no one can reach that. But in his striving for his life and his relationship with Jesus, like I want my husband to have a personal intimate relationship with Jesus. I want it to be me, my husband and Jesus mm-hmm. because anything else is going to fail. Um, so how do I know though that he is? I mean, that is the million dollar question. Um, a lot of seeking the Lord, praying, and let me tell you something, ladies. Just because you pray for a future husband, right, and a nice-looking man walks into church, that is not the answer to your prayer. I'm just going to step in. A devil can come in very, very fine clothes. Yes. <laughs> so be spiritually yes. alert. <laughs> yes. That's because he arrived, like there's a new man in town in church that does not mean it is the answer to your prayer. He might not be for you or he he might just be a friend in a season. And so it takes seeking the Lord and surrendering of your own will. I think that is the hardest part because our desire is, oh, Lord, we really want we really want a husband. We really want a husband. But we have to surrender our own desire to the Lord and we have to seek him. Good. pray clarity i mean i myself i have gone to elders of the church mm. and i've asked them to pray for me i've sought for clarity mm-hmm. and i'm constantly taking it back to the lord because mm-hmm. if i try and do this in my own strength or how the world does this mm-hmm. then it's gonna be a hot mess but just mm-hmm. in church mm-hmm. so we don't want that mm-hmm. and one thing as well is that god is not limited to the no. church of finding your man you know it could be no. in the workplace it could be in that tesco's no god true. works in mysterious ways if we just continue to trust him that is true but let me tell you what though go don't ahead, don't flirt to convert no oh, don't do it 
You can't do it, ladies. You cannot do it. Men, you can't do it either. You cannot date to convert them. Um, that does not often work. Sometimes it might because you yourself might be at a stage where you're developing in the Lord and you and you know you've got someone in your life and you lead them to the Lord. But nah. yeah, I would not do that. Awesome. So we're now going to have another song called. You never let go by Governor B, and we'll be back after that. Running down my cheeks Thinking is it really over I couldn't really leave My house for a few weeks I felt vulnerable and anxious And fearful of the future And my lack of understanding But it's funny Cause even though I felt I was alone I knew you were on the throne I still spoke to you in whispers Help me in this time I need I really need your wisdom And no listen No and even when I felt like You, you were distant It's like oh no You never let go Again, not like you had to Little further along and still convinced that I can trust you Cause wherever I go, wherever I go, you're with me Wherever I go, through, go through, Lord, you see In my wins, you were there In my losses, you are prepared So why should I be scared? Goodbye to all my fears My life is in your care Your light is in the air It's like I see it clear It's time to say my prayers Cause oh, no, you never let go In the silence and the grief And I'm fighting for some peace And I know joy comes in the morning So Lord, I pray I make it through the evening Lord, I pray I make it through the evening I can see, I can see That it's coming And there will be an end
listening to Uncut with Kirsty on your number one inspirational radio station, Heart Song Live. Welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. We have Jessica Randall in the studio. Jessica, how are you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm loving the conversation. Yes, so we're continuing our conversation on relationships. So, Jessica, for a young person out there mm-hmm. who is maybe interested in a man or interested in a woman and they're thinking okay this is the person god has for me how did he go about navigating this relationship yes i mean firstly i would say that it is a friendship before it becomes a relationship okay um and so just in navigating that friendship first because he that person is your brother or sister in christ until they become your husband which is why if anybody's ever read songs of solomon and they wondered why he referred to her as his sister and his beloved is he sees her as his sister in christ a daughter of the king and his wife but that person is your brother or sister in christ and so it is a friendship first so you navigate that like a friendship with boundaries that's what Very you important. do yeah mm-hmm. and I mean, as always, I think it's a given, but you really need to take that to the Lord. Spending the rest of your life with someone is no joke. That is not something to take lightly. That's not a decision to make on your heart. The Bible says that the heart is the most deceitful thing, you know, but the world says the heart wants what the heart wants and that you should go after what your heart wants. Well, actually, no, you should probably go after what the Holy Spirit gives you discernment to go after. And you touched there on boundaries. Yeah. So what are some boundaries do you think Christian couples should have? Like, for example, we can't have Netflix and chill. Or we can a bit. Oh. I mean, oh. To a certain extent. I mean, it depends on your environment and yes. who you're with. It does. It does. I think, so the one thing that's most evident is um, we always have to bring the flesh under subjection, right? We are created to we have so many emotions and we have urges and we have desires they're all natural they're all god-given but we have to subject them to the lord um my favorite bible verse that i am forever calling on is um there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who walketh not after the flesh but after the spirit because i need to constantly remind myself i'm a new creature there's no more judgment but i am not walking after i'm not running after what i desire i am walking after what this the holy spirit wants for me mm-hmm. and so when it comes to navigating when you're in a christian relationship um netflix and chill listen it okay so firstly it depends on for me it's like love languages there's some people who physical touch is a thing and so if you if your bodies are touching and when i say touching i mean in the most innocent way i mean you're kind of cuddle snuggling on the sofa you're putting yourself in a position for your body to get hot (laughs) let's be real right so is that wise for you that's the question is that wise for you um I think it's, it does say somewhere in the Bible that all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. So just mm-hmm. because you're allowed to do it doesn't mean it's good for you. So, yeah, there's no there's nothing that says we can't Netflix and chill. But is Netflix and chill going to lead me down something that I need to repent from in the morning? That's the question. Mm-hmm. But and these boundaries are important as well. So when you're um, 
dating or courting in a Christian relationship, I think it is really important to have these boundaries. So there's no overnight sleeping over if, you know, do you know what I mean? Like you have to have that discussion. Mm -hmm. And I think those boundaries are really important and those boundaries need to be maintained. And when you find these boundaries are about to be um, trampled over, like you need to just take a step back. So I wouldn't actually say no, like it's not allowed, but can you handle it? (laughs) Is the question. It's very true. So yeah, I think boundaries sort of set the foundation yeah. of a relationship. So it's really important to have those in place. But please let us know if you have any questions about relationships. Please DM us on Facebook, Uncut with Kirsty, or on Instagram, Uncut with Kirsty. We also have a studio number, which is 07-305-080-411. That's 07-305-080-411. Four one one. So, as girls, maybe men might be the same. That's why we need to have a guy on the show. We'll get one. We'll, <laughs> we'll get, get one. one soon. But as girls, you know, when we have a crush on someone, we're so excited and we want to tell everybody. And then sometimes when we tell people, they're like, "Oh, but I also have a crush on that person too." Mm. So, do you mm. think it's something that we should share, or we just need to be a bit wise on who we share it with, with and? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there, listen, there is a Bible. So somebody yeah. actually told me um, a Bible verse. I'm going to pull it up. Um, it's found in Matthew. Um, as I'm talking, I'm literally trying to pull it up. And it's, yes, here we go. I found it. So it's Matthew 7, verse 6. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before the swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear the, tear you in pieces. Um, and if you apply that in that situation, if you are trying to navigate um, finding out if this man of God or this man, this woman of God is supposed to be your spouse, um, let, let's just be real. In church, just because we're in church does not mean everybody acts righteous and holy. Everyone has a completely different walk with the Lord. Everyone has different interpretations of what is lawful, right, and wise. And so, and also, um, there's a very low percentage of available people. Um, so as soon as there's the one good looking man that arrives in church, everybody pounces on him and everybody believes that that is their man. And so I think keep that to yourself and God pray about it. Um, if Chrissy's laughing, but it's true. It's true. Um, everybody was, cause everybody is praying to the Lord asking for that. Um, their other half that is God given. Um, so I would actually say to it's not something to publicize keep it to yourself um and in church as well trust is another thing Mm. um i'm not bashing the church but the church is just people we are just sinners who have been saved and we constantly need to you know take everything back to the lord we are people you know we're not unblamed and you know so we be doing some crazy stuff as well and sometimes our own emotions blind us and we're not taking things to the lord Mm. you know we see a we see a man that we like we see a woman that we we have a crush on and we think yes lord this is the woman for me and no one's out here seeking what the lord has to say about it and so if you have this crush and you're telling people they're devices like that will work against you. So keep your pearls to yourself is mm-hmm. what I say. 
Yeah. But it's also important as well to have someone that's accountable. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, yes, while you do need to keep um, that private, because it's your private business, to be honest. Um, so while you do need to keep that private, I would definitely recommend to have um, an elder in the church or somebody in the church that you trust, that you can that can keep you accountable. So, mm-hmm. you know, say if you're there was a situation and you need to talk to somebody or you plan on going on a trip with this person and you know it's just somebody to keep you accountable in that way and i definitely recommend it also some godly elderly advice is always welcome people who've been there and done that exactly done that gone through it yes i will say though what i do wish is that some of the married people lego some of the the secrets and experiences they have because you see them and they're married and you don't know the journey that they got there and you who are single you have all these questions and so what i do wish is that they would share a bit more wisdom with us it's like we see them and they're married and there's no bridge in between. So that's one thing that I really do wish was a bit more readily available is that access to pick their brain and say, this is what I'm going through. Is this a normal thing for them to be like, you know what, you wouldn't believe what I went through and this is how the Lord turned it around. So that's one thing that I do wish. Yeah. And marriage isn't easy. You know, you're going to have challenges. People sometimes think like when you're married, like all the challenges that you face as a single person are just going to suddenly disappear. But it's even more challenges because not just your own challenges, but it's also your partner's challenges. So it's so important to like talk to someone about it. I think people usually go for marriage counseling even before you get married. So (laughs) as young people, we can fantasize it a lot. Do you know what? The... The secular world is a really good job. Um, We're brought up on Disney movies that goes, and they live happily ever after. That is not the case. They get married and that's it. No, like there's a whole life when you get married. There's a whole host of challenges. And let me tell you what, there's a whole new set of spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. that's going to come against your marriage as well. You will have some Jezebels and Delilahs trying to wreck your marriage. And so there's a, it's, it's not easy and it definitely can't be stepped into lightly and it definitely if you step into it without jesus you are stepping in at a disadvantage mm-hmm. awesome. i say this you know but i'm not married <laughs> but it's a testimony coming <laughs> yes <laughs> so jessica you've talked about you know having a few relationships in the past and do you think it's right as a christian to still be friends with your exes, even if they're not Christians? No. No? Okay. (laughs) Okay. um, So, firstly, just friends with exes is unhealthy. Mostly unhealthy. Um, Saying that, there are different circumstances that turns that person into your ex. But definitely, if there was any toxicity, that is an absolute no. But at the same time... um, you have to put in, so if, if any kind of friends with exes is there, there has to be so much boundaries that they, they basically end up not being your friend. Because you were once intimate, and when I say intimate, I, I don't actually mean in the physical, although for some that might be the case, which, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I mean by intimate is, you know, relational, um, personal. Uh, your mind, your your intimate details about yourself in terms of the, the, 
the bad day that you have, how you handle the situation. You know, they see your weaknesses a bit more than people who don't know you. So in that way, they're intimate. And so you stepped out of relationship with them. You want to enter into something new. Mm -hmm. You can't have that that baggage there and you're it's like it's a door that needs to be closed right. it's a door that needs to be closed especially if you want to move on in a healthy manner um but that being said there's some relation there's some relationships where you turn into an ex and it's a mutual thing because the lord said you know what you two are not meant to be married and that's fine and you could be two people in church who know each other mm -hmm. um even then, you still need to put in some boundaries in there because you started to get to know each other on a personal level. So you now need to put some boundaries in to kind of create some mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of young people, it's hard to get over a breakup. It's hard to even move from a breakup into a new relationship. Because like you said, if that door is not closed, you can carry that baggage with you mm -hmm. into a new relationship. Or even growing up, there's maybe you've had bad relationships. So you're anxious about your mm -hmm. future relationships just based on relationships that you had in your childhood. And do you think that's something that you've been affected by? Or? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, so that that re last relationship that I mentioned that absolutely crashed and burned, um, that said person cheated on me. So mm -hmm. for me, and that was... Um, when I met him, he's, you know, he insinuated that he would come to church and stuff like that. Shame on me. I thought that was enough. <laughs> I asked him, do you believe in God? He said, yes, that was good enough for me. <laughs> he came to church once. Um, anyway, so that for me now, I now have to deal with the repercussions of having trust issues, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, there are consequences sometimes of stepping into relationships and particularly stepping into a relationship that is um where you're unequally yoked spiritually because we were definitely unequally yoked spiritually um loyalty was not a thing that he held in high regard mm -hmm. and so for myself now as i go forward i'm needing to i've actually sought counseling over it Christian counseling and I've sought deliverance over it and I've sought just healing with Jesus over it to mm -hmm. restore my trust issues and um, wish I could have not gone through that but mm -hmm. you know the, we go through these things in life to uh, be a testimony to somebody else and to give advice for people so that they could potentially not go through what we went through. Awesome so I've just got a question from a young lady called Selena and she's asking, I'm this. Um, she's asking this question. So basically, she's saying that she's really attracted to this guy, but he doesn't have a great personality. <laughs> he says she's physically attracted to this guy, but not a great personality, and she doesn't know what to do because she's like, "How can I be with this person that I'm not, you know, emotionally connected with?" Okay, um, so here. Here's what I've learned in my meager years on this earth and the limited experience that I have is that firstly, looks fade, looks fade. And if you base your relationship firstly on attraction, that foundation will crumble mm -hmm. um, because at the end of the day, as you walk through life with somebody, it is not their looks that is going to feed you soup when you're sick. It's not their looks who is going to, when you are struggling with the kids, who is going to, you know, say, okay, honey, sit down, let me take care of that. Or, he, you know, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? It's not the looks that does that. It's the character mm -hmm. and the personality. Mm -hmm. And the thing with um, 
when you're attracted to somebody physically, but their personality isn't there, that's not sustainable in the mm. long run because you just as easily as you were, you fell into attraction with them, you will fall out of attraction with him and there's nothing else to sustain that. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I would say to her is if he doesn't have a good personality, that's probably what I would call a red flag because if his personality like isn't on point, it's just with the basics. I'm talking just with basic human stuff and then we step up a level in, in a Christian man and then we step up a level in a man who is hungry for God, mm. you know, just on that level, I would probably recommend to seek the Lord. And I actually constantly, I'm trying to bring my body under subjection to the mm. Lord because I don't want to be led by what my eyes see and what I'm attracted to by my eyes, you know? Mm. So I would absolutely recommend that you just take that to the Lord and personality and character is actually a good indication of if this person is even worth mm -hmm. your time sis because you are a beautiful daughter of the king and mm -hmm. deserve your yes. inheritance mm -hmm. you deserve the best and you deserve to be treated right um so if his personality if you're not and his personality doesn't have to be bad but if you're not attracted to it then what is it there that's going to sustain the relationship mm -hmm. And like we said, it's just so important to be led by the spirit mm -hmm. and not by the flesh. But don't get me wrong, attraction is important. Attraction yeah. is key. I yeah. mean, we do know that men are visual creatures and so they are, you know, what they see, they're attracted to. Um, we do know that. And also we know as women as well, we see, you know, most of the time it's the attractive man that we go for and then we check out the personality. But we've already fallen down the rabbit hole of he looks good. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, um, beauty fades and charm is deceptive. So, mm, yeah, exactly. So, Jessica, we're going to play a quick game yes. of Would You Rather. Okay, okay, let's do this. So, would you rather be proposed to in private or in front of family and friends? Ooh, um, I, I would prefer in private. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Um, is it just in case it's the wrong person that you're like no because here's the thing I'm not going to put myself in a situation for it to get that far mm. um, do you know what I'd take family and friends you know I'll take family and friends I'll take it I'll take it okay so would you rather stay in or go out for a date oh that mm. is a good question um, so I recently read something that uh, I think it's on Instagram and I think it's called Godly Dating 101. Check it out. I've actually seen quite a few good gems on there. But he made a point of actually court, then marry, then date. And I was like, oof, I could get down with that. Um, so I would actually rather stay in. But that's because I know what level of self-control I have. Mm. And the person that I would entertain would probably have a similar level of self-control. So for me, staying in is not a problem. You do not have to spend lots of money to get to know someone. It does not have to be, you know, something fancy. And listen, prices are going up, you know. My petrol is expensive. Everything's going up. Everything is going, is, up. is going up. So we're going to have to get really creative to keep these dates cheap. So staying in, I've got candle making kits at home, you know. I can get creative. Now that leads you on to the next one. Okay. Would you rather have someone cook breakfast for you in bed 
or have like a candlelit dinner? If he's my husband, breakfast in bed. <laughs> if we're dating, candlelight dinner. Because what's he doing close to my bedroom if we ain't married? <laughs> oh, I'll take the candlelit dinner. I love my belly. I love to get fed. But I love the romance of it all. So, you know, you, you also need to create really nice memories with, mm -hmm. with the person that you're dating. So I will take a candlelit dinner. Thank you very much. And steak, too. Like steak with some yeah. peppercorn sauce oh. at the side. Yes, chimichurri. Yeah. And how about like in terms of the way we dress as young women? Because mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, we like to wear short skirts to kind of mm -hmm. get the guy's attention or, you know, we texted them late at night past 12, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and them constantly waiting for a reply or to see if they've read the message on WhatsApp. What do I think of all that? Yeah. Okay. So Sorry, firstly, no, I, no, that's okay. So firstly, um, I was convicted of modesty. Um, I have a very curvy body. The body has a lot of um, movement to it. And so I actually used to wear a lot of revealing stuff that kind of drew attention to uh, the wrong places and I've been convicted with my wardrobes. So I actually chucked out a whole load of stuff because to be fair if I have to trap someone with honey I don't it's not actually what I'm after because I probably won't stay slender for the, my whole life, you know So if I attracted him with the way, you know, I dressed my body then I run the risk of when I'm at home in my pajamas, he does not think I am attractive. Mm. So best believe I'm out here most days in a nice tracksuit bottom and a t-shirt. But I actually believe in dressing modestly because also my body will be for my husband. He can look at that. Why am I letting Amen. the whole world look at what I've got? Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to attract the whole world. And I actually would really rather to... Um, attract my husband based on my personality rather than how I present my body. So for me, modest, like modest dressing. And listen, there's some cute, modest outfits out there, ladies. Get creative, okay? We do not need to show bum and breast and cleavage and all that kind of stuff to attract. If you have to do it, you might need to switch that up because you might not keep him for long. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, we often hear in the world say, I have a type. This is my type. Mm. Do you think as Christians, we should be using that term? Is it okay to like have a type or do you feel like, no, we should be trusting God with the right man, whether he looks this uh -huh. way or looks that way? Uh -huh. Yeah. Wait, so there was another question mm. after modesty. What was that one? Come back to me. Come back question, because it was a good one. I wanted to answer that one as well. Um, can't remember it. Lord, bring it back to us. Mm -hmm. I'll go to that one. Um, so I, I actually would say I used to have a type. I've given that over to the Lord because every time that type just led me down to the pit of flames, you know, it just crashed and burned. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so I would actually say to let that type go. Now, the Lord will honor you. So if there is something that you're attracted to, then, you know, he can honor that. But if you are praying for a godly woman or a godly husband, 
he might not come packaged as what your type is because you have to look what is your type influenced by is it by the posters that you had up in your bedroom when you were younger mm. is it influenced by a guy in a band or a female singer in a band that you love and so you like that type but recognize that we don't know these people they are just posters in our wall so to then be seeking after that type of what they look like makes no sense at all and you often find this type that you run after these relationships don't last there's something wrong with him there's something wrong with you it just doesn't click it doesn't work so i have then since surrendered that type to my lord my number one thing is i want when i look at this man i'm like ah i see he is chasing after god's heart it's character mm -hmm. that is my type like i'm looking after certain character traits um but you know lord you know i like i'm tall so you know <laughs> and he will give us the desires of our heart yes. but remember he always has the best he, he has the best, the best. Yeah. so yeah um i remembered the question mm -hmm. texting past okay boundaries guys boundaries, boundaries. so mm -hmm. it, it all goes back to boundaries so the question was do i you know what do i think when you have a crush and you're texting past certain hours um hmm i mean it's hard when you get excited you know it's hard when you're crushing and you get excited mm -hmm. but i would i would not do that because you know what you need your sleep to function and so you need to steward your time and your body well as discipline. well discipline mm -hmm. and if you cannot exercise discipline in your courting stage like how are you going to exercise discipline when you're together you know so just text text at a reasonable and you know after that initial phase text at reasonable times get your night's sleep guys sleep is so important mm -hmm. so i mean i would i would absolutely put those boundaries in because i once did it where i used to text till four and the guy never had work the next day yes he was low-key a bum um he did not have work the next day but i did and you know what i had to go and sleep on my lunch break i had to put a meeting in and tell them listen i'm i'm sleeping don't make no one come in this meeting room and i had to sleep wow. that is not the life you want to live do not be texting till 4 a.m in the morning when you have work the next day steward your time and your body well say your prayers and go to bed yes <laughs> <laughs> and on that topic of prayers mm. jessica would you like to pray and um, for anyone that's tuning in this evening mm -hmm. it's about relationships whether it's with their friends or family that those relationships are led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that they keep God the center of it mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, firstly, before I pray, I just want to say to anybody out there, like, firstly, I am not a perfect person at all. I, I don't have a shiny past. My past is littered with a lot of brokenness and, you know, a lot of heartbreak. But he has absolutely just turned my life around and made me into somebody completely new where my identity is rooted in him and so if there's anybody who's struggling with any of that and, and how they view themselves i just want to say you know that listen fall in love with jesus first fall in love with jesus first and watch him turn your life around and for those who do have a relationship with jesus and they're like just still struggling because you know you've there's somebody you like and these feelings because feelings can overwhelm us um, I would absolutely say just take it continuously to the Lord. Like he will not lead you wrong. Take it to the Lord. Um, and for people who have friendships that, you know, 
they're struggling with or they're trying to navigate and family too family be hard you know family be hard as well so if there's anybody who's got family i just want to say you know keep hanging in there and please do like kirsty is here this is an amazing um radio segment just message in ask questions ask for prayer um you are not alone so that being said i'm just going to pray for everyone tonight before we close so Lord, we just want to thank you for an amazing uh, talk tonight, Lord. We thank you for all of the topics and questions that you've laid on Kirsty's heart. And thank you for the opportunity to just talk about them in a real manner, just totally uncut. But we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have led this conversation. And we just pray for anybody who is navigating a season of singleness, who's navigating a season of loneliness, who's navigating a season of waiting on you, that they find you in that season, that they get a deeper understanding of you and a deeper relationship where they find contentment, where they find peace and where they find joy in you. And so I just pray for every person listening, Lord, that you just, wherever they are right now, just visit them with peace. You are the Prince of Peace. And so I pray over ever any anxiety that they're feeling, any worry, any confusion that they're feeling in any of the relationships that they're navigating, Lord. We just pray for peace and clarity over that. And thank you to the young lady who sent in her question, Lord. I pray that you just visit her in a special way, comfort her and grant her clarity and peace in the situation and wisdom in how to navigate it. So we thank you so much, Lord, for this time. And we pray for every listener who's been listening with us tonight, Lord. And we just say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jessica, it's been so great to have you on the show. I know they had to make a few minute last minute changes, but you made it and you've done it so, so well. So the guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Uncut with Kirsty, and also on Facebook. And join you join us next Monday at 8 p.m. where we'll be discussing mental health so yeah look forward to seeing you guys next monday take care bye bye everything is turning around for